Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, episode 178, Visual Thinking and Why CEOs Should Care About It. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And sitting right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. It's a pleasure to join you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And as always, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, Pam, as we often say, one of the toughest parts of being a CEO is engaging the wide variety of stakeholders we care about to develop a shared vision that has real meaning to each and every one of them. And this is even more important than ever, as we're seeing more leadership teams dramatically re-envisioning their company's direction beyond the crisis and doing that virtually. That's right. What we do know is that the bolder the vision, the greater the likelihood of pushback from people who either don't understand or who disagree with the direction. In fact, we've come to call this the visionary's paradox. So that's why it's critical to have as many ways as possible to create a shared understanding and commitment to the vision so that everyone can collectively bring it to life. And that's why we're very glad that our guest today is an expert on the power of visual thinking. He is Todd Church's CEO and co-founder of Big Blue Gumball, a New York City-based consulting firm specializing in leadership development, public speaking, and executive coaching. Here's a bit more about Todd. He's a three-time award-winning adjunct assistant professor of leadership at the New York University School of Professional Studies in the Division of Programs in Business, where he has been teaching his popular leadership and team building graduate course in their human capital management master's program for the last 10 years. He's also a lecturer on leadership in various graduate programs at Columbia University, as well as a TEDx speaker. His talk is called The Power of Visual Thinking. He's also the author of the brand new book, Visual Leadership, Leveraging the Power of Visual Thinking in Leadership and in Life, which was just published in May by Post Hill Press, Simon & Schuster. To learn more about Todd Churches, go to growthignitersradio.com, episode 178, and scroll down to his bio. Todd, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Scott. Great to be with both of you. Tell us a little bit about how you came to write your book. Sure. Um, as, you, as you saw in my TED Talk, my, my dream uh, when I was a young kid was to, uh, when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be Superman. I take all my mother's dish towels, strap them on, and fly around the apartments. I wanted to be Superman. And as we talk about in our careers, we should always have a backup plan. And my backup plan was to be Batman. So those are my (laughs) career aspirations as a kid. Um, 
Well, I really, because I love television. I, I grew up a baby boomer, child of the 60s and 70s, obsessed with television and superheroes. So um, what's interesting, someone recently said as an executive coach, in some ways you are Superman and Batman. You have, instead of x-ray vision, you have the power of visual thinking as mm -hmm. your superpower. And as Batman, you have a utility belt of coaching tools, tips, and techniques to help people be more successful. So I took that as a compliment that I finally realized that vision uh, all these years later. So the roots of my book and my career go back to the early days um, of having some of the worst bosses who've ever set foot on this planet. So, oh, no. Um, yes, unfortunately. I should say fortunately because um, my book, if you see the dedication, it's dedicated first to my wife, secondly to my parents, and thirdly to all of the horrible bosses who taught me more about management and leadership than I ever wanted to know. So they did impact me in that way. So. I worked in advertising at Ogilvy and made their advertising for a year after I got my master's degree in communication from the State University of New York at Albany, moved out to LA, did a number of temp jobs, internships, part-time jobs, I even worked as a bouncer in a nightclub at night until I got punched in the face one night, got my glasses broken, and that ended my bouncing Ooh. career. But uh, as I floundered around the entertainment industry, I got a number of jobs, and I always had bad bosses. I, I got into it because of the creativity and the excitement and the glamour of Hollywood, but a lot of that business, the values are based in ego, control, power, and money. And it really wasn't consistent. It wasn't about the creativity that I thought it would be. So um, I did that for a number of years. And then I moved back to New York after 10 years in LA. And I got a job with one of the country's leading training companies. And in the process of being given the responsibility of revamping their mini MBA program, I started reading one business book after another until I got obsessed with them because I realized there had to be a better way of managing and, and leading people than the way I had been managed and led for the first 10 years of my career. So I became a business book addict and I would average two or three a week and some that I actually read as many as five or 10. Um, and I continued that habit from 1998 through 2018 so for over 20 years, I read an average of one a week. So I, I passed the thousand bookmark a few years ago. and I Congratulations. Thank you. And then, I, then after reading all those books, people started saying to me, when are you going to write your own book? Because I always had my own quotes and stories and models. And then so after years of formulating my own content, I finally um, said it's time for me to write my book. Okay, so your book is called Visual Leadership. For our listeners, what is visual leadership and why should CEOs and other leaders care about it? Sure. The word visual leadership, as I spell it on the book cover, it's actually a single word with a single L, a capital L. So it's visual leadership, one word. And I actually got the trademark, the service, registered service mark. Uh, the patent office rejected it twice, but the third time was a charm. So I actually patented the word visual leadership. And the word represents, um, as the name implies, that you can't separate leadership from vision or vision from leadership. We always talk about, for leaders, what is your vision, right? What do we mean by that? We're talking about what is the picture that you carry around in your mind's eye of, a, of an idealized future state that's different from and better than the current reality? So what is that picture that you have of the future? Mm -hmm. And then the second part of it is how are you going to get that vision out of your head and into other people's heads so they, they can see what you're saying? So that's one of my mantras from a visual leadership perspective is how do you get people to see what you're saying? And we talk mm -hmm. about visionary leaders, right? Those are the people who have that picture and change the world, right? So you just talked about you know st getting the buy-in of stakeholders, right. um, having a shared vision, re-envisioning, right? We need to, especially now in the age of COVID and everything going on in the world, we need to re-envision what our strategy is, where we're headed. No one mm -hmm. knows, right? We live in this uh, VUCA world, if you've heard that terminology, yep, absolutely. so it's more hyper-VUCA than ever. It's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, and we need to figure out 
you know, what the future holds. And we can't do that on our own. So we need to engage people um, in the process. And like you said, the, the, the um, visionary's paradox is that, uh, you know, we have a vision that's crystal clear in our mind, but how do we get that into the minds of others? Yeah. And that's where visual leadership helps uh, and really comes in handy. It brings it to life. Let's look at it a different way. Uh, what is special about using visual thinking? So visual leadership is visual thinking and visual communication as opposed to just communicating, say, through words and numbers. Yeah, if you think about it, you know, from the very early days of our schooling, right, we talk about the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, right? So we tend to absorb information through reading, we write things down through text, and we come up with you know, arithmetic or data or numbers to support our position. So CEOs and business people tend to think um, in terms of words and numbers, but mm -hmm. there's a new literacy, a visual literacy, literacy basically, is using pictures and visual language to get our ideas across and to get other people to see what we're saying in a way that's more effective than words and numbers alone. And the science backs this up. And I talk about it in three, uh, three words, and they rhyme. Uh, attention, comprehension, and retention. So when you use visual imagery or language, it captures people's attention because it gets them to focus. So if I'm showing you something visually, you're not going to be looking at your phone. You're not going to be distracted by other things, hopefully. So we have your attention. Secondly, comprehension. If I show you something visually, um, let's say a map or a diagram or uh, my company's org chart, right? Mm -hmm. You'll understand it because I'm, you're absorbing it visually. And retention, the science shows that we just, in terms of memory and recall, visuals um, triumph over all the other sentence, sen senses. And I'm not going to get into all the brain science because there are people who are far more skilled in that than I am. <laughs> we'll talk deeper. Uh, we'll, we'll dig deeper in that in the next uh, Yeah, there's segment. the whole field, yeah. the neuroscience of leadership. But basically, there's two theories I just want to mention, and they're very, just very simply. One is the picture superiority effect, which has proven that when you have pictures and text, pictures are superior to text in terms of understanding and recall. And the other one is called dual coding theory, which means that when you access both the left and the right side of your brain, you're double encoding the information. So again, it solidifies it in terms of your understanding and in terms of your memory. So those are just a little science behind the magic of visual thinking. Right. So, when you have emotion involved uh, with a concept, it absolutely makes it stickier. Yeah, exactly. And which is more recall. emotional, a spreadsheet or a picture of faces and, and human feelings, right? So uh, right, that's a great right. point. I think point, that Scott. one of the things we're seeing is some of that theory coming out in TED Talks, for instance. Mm -hmm. You see a lot more TED Talks where there are pictures, you know, photos and very emotionally compelling images. So that would go to what you're saying, right? Yeah. A couple of examples. One one. The classic is, is Steve Jobs when he introduced the iPod. He, didn't, he held up this little device. He could have said, this device holds five gigabytes of data. And anyone who's not a technology person would be like, who cares? But instead, he said, this little device will hold a thousand songs in your pocket. So if you could say, wow, my entire CD collection can fit on that little device, that's amazing. That's a lot more exciting, compelling, and emotionally engaging than the number of gigs of data that thing holds, right? So when you can see it, then you can begin to do something with that image and start bringing it to life. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dig deeper with Todd Church's author of Visual Leadership on how leaders can put visual thinking to work to build understanding and commitment. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. 
We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and as always, we focus on enabling visionary C-suite leaders to accelerate momentum for game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, you know, Pam, neuroscientists tell us that when we're in crises or a high-pressure situation like we are now, it's natural for our brains to go back to tacit knowledge and tried and true ways of dealing with similar situations. But... In uncertain times like these, this can really present a challenge to visionary leaders. That's right. While relying on familiar solutions can work in a stable environment, it just doesn't work when we're in the uncharted territory of today and the rules no longer apply. That's where we come in as strategic growth advisors. Our clients have told us that we've helped them to gain clarity, frame their challenges so they can make new, more powerful decisions, and most importantly, take new actions that have led to game-changing results. You can learn more by reading our success stories and testimonials on businessadvance.com. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today with Todd Churches, author of Visual Leadership, about using visual thinking to create more powerful communication and connection. Todd, how can people find out more about you and your work? Sure. Um, my brand new website is actually launching next week, although it's live now. So if you went to it first, uh, now you'd be one of the first to ever see it. And it's literally www.toddchurches.com. And that's C-H-E-R-C-H-E-S. Uh, you'll be the first to see it. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn. So that's the best way for me to, for you to know me and for me to know you and for us to start a conversation. Sounds good. And you can see more and see that link by visiting growthignitersradio.com episode 178. So, Todd, tell us briefly about the four ways to think visually that you describe in your book. Sure, I break it down to four ways. Um, Because a lot of times when when I ask people in workshops and seminars, uh, you know, what does visual thinking mean to you? In a sentence, it's thinking in pictures, right? But there's a lot of different ways to do that. It's thinking and communicating visually. So there are four ways. The four ways are visual imagery and drawing. That's number one. The second is using mental models and frameworks. The third is using metaphor and analogy. And the fourth is using storytelling. And as an extra bonus, you get bonus points if you also incorporate humor. So I I put those in as a pair. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about why each one works? Sure. Visual imagery and drawing, right? So it's the power of pictures, right? A picture speaks a thousand words. There's a Chinese saying that hearing something a thousand times is not as good as seeing it once. And even Napoleon said a good sketch is better than a, a a good sketch is better than a long speech. Okay. So so that's the traditional way that we've been talking about so far, right? Exactly. So it's visual imagery and drawing. So as a leader, let's, let's make it real. Can you get up at a flip chart or a whiteboard and sketch something out? Can you use the mental models and frameworks. Can you okay. sketch out a process diagram? A classic example of this right now is, uh, is um, you know, flatten the curve, right? That right. expression is part of everyday life now. We never heard of it until you know, three months ago, right? So if you think about it without knowing anything about viruses or anything about statistics, if you visualize in your mind's eye that flatten the curve diagram and mm-hmm. that shows that if we take protective measures, if we wear masks and, and socially distance, we will spread things out so we will not overwhelm the healthcare system. Okay, capacity, so I'm envisioning right? as you're talking about this, that graph with the curve, and that's great. So that's... So that is an example of pictures, right? 
Yeah, what's great is I painted that picture with words without you physically without physically showing it to you. So sometimes people say, "How do you do this remotely?" Right? So you're on radio. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between radio and television, right? Mm-hmm. With television, you would be able to hold that up or put it on a, on a on the screen. We need to be able to communicate very often, just auditorially, right? So can mm-hmm. you visually represent ideas through the spoken word? That's one of the challenges that leaders face, right? Um, use of metaphor and analogy. Can you use a metaphor and analogy? What's the purpose of metaphors and analogies? They make the complex simple, the abstract concrete, the unfamiliar familiar, the invisible visible, right? Right. So So those are the stories that we tell, right? Well, even just a metaphor. This 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 COVID crisis is like being hit with a tsunami of viruses that (laughs) are extra. Okay. Extra sticky. Right. Yeah, Andrew Cuomo used that in one of his visuals that he, with one of his speeches. They showed a picture of a tsunami overlaid on the graph saying, if we do not stop this now, we are going to drown. Okay. Right. So that's a great example that Scott just gave. And another one that Dr. Fauci uses all the time is he said, it's not like flipping a light switch. It's more like turning a dimmer. Right. So what's the difference between the, it would be nice if we said, all right, COVID ends on, you know, August 1st, right? And we Uh can just flip the switch and go back to business, but it's not. It's more like a dimmer. We're going to turn it up and open things up, but you know, we may have to dial it back and that's exactly what's happening right now. Exactly. if we, if you've seen the light switch or a dimmer, that image, that metaphor is perfect, right? In terms of visual imagery and using, and but doing it through the spoken language. I'm sure you could picture that in your mind's eye. Right. And then the process diagram, a lot of us use those exactly. uh, to talk about how a process works. And then yeah. the fourth one was? Uh, use of storytelling and humor. Oh, so, okay. um, so like if, a bo- if you say if a boss, you say you hire a new person and you, you could say, do this and don't do this. But if you, instead of saying that, if you say, when I had your job, listen to what happened to me. This is yeah. the worst mistake I've ever made, right? Yeah. Which will resonate more, which will be more powerful. Not only that, it shows your vulnerability, your humanity, your authenticity, your credibility as a mm-hmm. leader through storytelling. And so many, I was doing a, a workshop, The Art of Storytelling, for a group of 20 CEOs. And one of the CEOs says, I hate storytelling. I'm a terrible storyteller. So I said, well, why do you say that? And he went on to tell this great story about why he was so bad at storytelling. <laughs> so we all looked at each other. I'm like, do I have to say it or are you going to say yeah. it? And someone yes. says, God, they said to him, you're amazing. That was a great story. So a lot of times we put our own limitations. Mm-hmm. It's like with drawing, right? So you don't have to be an artist to get up with a flip chart. If you could do a stick figure, you could sketch something out. So one of the examples I use is if you ask a group of first graders, how many of you could draw, how many raise their hand? All, All of them. them. Right? You ask a group of business professionals and very few. So have we lost our ability over the years or our confidence? Right? So if we just say, you know what? It's the power of the pen. If I can get up and command the room by sketching something out, I could communicate this idea visually so that people can see what I'm saying. Okay. Pictionary. Now, Todd, <laughs> You, you talk about these different uh, visual tools. Mm-hmm. Are there some visuals that are better suited for a particular purpose uh, when we're trying to get something across than others? How do we pick which tool is the right one for us? Yeah, visual thinking and the visual tools I just mentioned, they are tools like any tool in your toolkit, right? So there's no one-size-fits-all tool for any situation. So we need to think about what's the content, who's the audience, and what's the purpose, right? That will uh-huh. determine, is it a story? Is it, you know, sometimes you just need, you need an Excel spreadsheet that shows all the data. Other times you need a big picture inspirational story. Other times you need uh, you know, a diagram or something, right? So mm-hmm. I always talk about the classic who, what, when, where, why, and together they determine the how. So if you think about who am I talking to, yeah. what's this about, when and where is this taking place, and why am I having this conversation, then that will determine what's the best how that will get your message across. And that's 
true. You know, some of the best uh, examples I can think of are stories when CEOs are introducing where we've been, where we're going, you mm-hmm. know, where, where are we doing it? Why are we doing it? And the story comes out. And yet other times the process of how we're going to get there is more appropriate. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely. You have to understand what you're trying to accomplish with any story. We're going to talk more about that in just a moment, but first we're going to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll speak more with Todd Churches, author of Visual Leadership, about three immediately useful tips for CEOs and other leaders to strengthen their ability to visually think. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. Pam, as we've been speaking with Todd Churches about the power of visual thinking, I'm reminded that visualizing is particularly useful for helping us pick up on specific emerging trends that can help us get where we're going. In fact, the more vividly you can see the picture of where you want to go, the more likely it is that you and others will be able to separate signals of real opportunity from noise. Yes. We had a conversation about this with Professor Rita McGrath based upon her best-selling book, Seeing Around Corners. So to find out more about this conversation, go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 178, and click on the link in the resources section. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Todd Churches, author of the book Visual Leadership, about how top leaders can use visual thinking to build more powerful communication and connection. Todd, remind us how people can find out more about you and visual leadership and your book. Sure. The best way to find me is go to my brand new website that will be launching next week, but it's already live. So it's www.toddchurches.com. The second best way to reach me is just to go to LinkedIn. Luckily, I'm the only one with my name on there, so I'm easy to find. And uh, just link in with me. That way I'll know who you are and uh, we'll connect. Oh, by the way, when you're on my um, my uh, website, feel free to sign up for my newsletter and also to download my list of uh, my top 52 book recommendations on how to be a more effective visual leader. So that would, that's a, a bonus incentive for signing up. And the um, in terms of my book, available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, other independents, and unfortunately not in real bookstores yet. Uh, that was one of my, my um, fantasies was to stand next, in the Barnes & Noble next to my book and say uh, to someone, hey, yes. have you read this one? Unfortunately, yes. that's not going to happen for a while. Thanks for making uh, it clear how we can get to you. And of course, sure. you can visit uh, growthignitersradio.com, episode 178. We have a resource page filled with all kinds of links uh, relevant to this episode, including Todd's website and also a link to the book. Now we're at the part of our podcast where we discuss the practical ways to bring the ideas we've been discussing to life. So Todd, let's take one idea at a time, one tip about becoming a more visual leader. What is the first tip? Sure. What's interesting is when I first started working on my book, I had about 2,000 pages, literally, of notes, and I had to narrow it down to a 300-page book. Now I'm taking my 300-page book and narrowing it down to three tips. So it's always the challenge to narrow it down. But uh, yep. So tip number one is to start thinking more visually. So use visualization techniques, many of them that are in my book, but others that are out there. 
napkin sketching, mind mapping, storyboarding, mm. right? If you're delivering a presentation, storyboard it as if you were mapping out a movie, right? Mm -hmm. Using process diagrams to visually conceptualize your ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Find a way to get it out of your head and onto paper so that you can physically show it to someone. The first two methods I talked about using imagery, drawing, and mental models and frameworks, those are usually taken in through the physical eye. The last two, the metaphor and the storytelling, tend to be taken in through the ear. So when you combine the auditory and the visual, it's even more power, mm -hmm. uh, powerful. And mm -hmm. uh, just to wrap up that first tip, it's, there's a quote by the French novelist Marcel Proust, who wrote that the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. And I think that's the best thing that leaders can do, is just look at their world through new eyes, mm -hmm. see things that you didn't notice before, and watch that light bulb go off, and you'll see solutions emerge that you hadn't thought of before. That's great. And of course, you want to get that idea out onto the napkin as soon as possible. Don't exactly. delay. Yes. Uh, and you yes. want to be sure that you're not just looking, but you're, you're seeing. You use both words. Yes. They have different meaning. Yes, yes. As, as Yogi Berra said, you can observe a lot from watching. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Let's go on to tip two. Sure. Tip two is once you've, you start thinking more visually, the next step is to work on practicing to communicate more visually, right? It's one thing to formulate your vision. It's another thing to get it out of your head and into the heads of others so that they can say, I see what you're saying. So using the techniques we're talking about, working on, all of these are developable skills. Like, well, mm -hmm. some people have more charisma and more natural. No one's really natural. If you, if you Google Steve Jobs' very first interview, he literally was going to, he actually said, and I quote, I'm going to throw up. Like they had them all strapped in with the headset and everything and the yeah. mic, and he literally was in a panic. So And look what he became. So <laughs> yeah. um, mm -hmm. we all could get better. So that's what I would say. Step one was thinking more visually. Step two is communicating more visually. Develop your storytelling skills, your use of metaphor. And one of the most important things a leader can do is to simplify complexity so that people can understand it. Because the world is messy and complex. Yeah. Like my first TEDx talk was called The Power of Visual Thinking. My second one, which I was supposed to do last month, which was canceled due to COVID, hopefully it will be rescheduled, was called The Magic of Mental Models. Mm -hmm. And that's all about how can we take the messiness and complexity of, of life Put think in, you know, we talk about thinking outside the box. Think inside the box so we could see it more clearly, and then we could take it outside the box and imp implement those new solutions. That's real good, Todd. Uh, the third tip. The third tip is to do as much reading as possible. As I mentioned before, I'm an obsessive reader, but not just reading, but watching. Watch, you know, read my book watch my TED Talk, but read as many books as you can. Watch as many TED Talks as you can in my book. And also, um, if you download, download from my website my list of resources, I didn't come, out of the, come up with this out of thin air. Part of it was the fact that I was an English literature major with a concentration in Shakespeare and poetry. So that gave me my, oh. my background in storytelling from a young age. Then my years in the TV industry formulated my visual thinking. But again, I wasn't born with this. I developed it. So you, anyone here could learn, any CEO could learn to be a more visual thinker. So I would say read as much as possible, watch as much as possible, um, add these tools, tips, and techniques to your toolkit, and you're, you'll be a more effective visual leader going forward. I like that. And I think that it's important to also think about when you're moved by something, you know, why, is it, why mm -hmm. does it hit you well? Like, why did that particular visual work for me? Mm -hmm. And uh, so what you're saying, Todd, is true. It takes, it takes a while, but being 
uh, an observer of it. Yeah. So let's think, think about just what, think about Martin Luther King Jr.'s "I Have a Dream" speech, right? Oh, he didn't say, uh, right? yes. he didn't say, "Have an Excel spreadsheet." He didn't say, have a <laughs> "He didn't say have a PowerPoint deck to walk you through," right? What uh-huh. he did was he painted a, a picture of an idealized future state. He did it with words, with with poetic language, alliteration, rhyme, rhythm, and visual imagery. Um, that that's yeah, you know, that's that's probably the classic. I watch it every Martin Luther King Day. Both auditory, I, sometimes I just listen to it, sometimes I watch it, and sometimes I do both, and sometimes I read it. I mean, that's a master class, right? Oh, so yes. you just watch that and say, what's one or two techniques I could take from this that I can incorporate into my repertoire, and you'll be a more powerful visual communicator and thinker literally overnight. Yes, yes. So here we are. We're at the end of our episode. Are there some final thoughts you can leave us with about visual leadership? Yeah, this is one that kind of resonated with me recently, again, having written my book and reflected on it. On the cover of the book, there's a an eye, and it's a rainbow-colored eye. Originally, it was a blue eye because my company is called Big Blue Gumball, so I wanted it to kind of match. But the blue eye wasn't didn't represent diversity in the way that a rainbow eye did. So we, we came up with a rainbow-colored eye that represents diversity in all its forms, as well as representing creativity and innovation. So that's one thing, is to, to look at the eye about you know, as representing diversity and innovation. The second concept is we need to flip the eye. When I wrote the book and, and my primary way of thinking about visual leadership was about how do I formulate my vision and strategically execute it and get my vision out there into the world so it becomes a reality. I think it's equally important, especially in this day and age, to flip the eye around in the spirit of reflection, introspection, and connection, the three words, I, another three word rhymes, um, looking backward, looking inward, and looking forward. We need to try to see things from other people's point of view. We need to see them through their lens, through their glasses, with empathy and compassion so that we can collaborate with them to help others turn their vision into reality. So as a leader, it's not just about us and our vision, but it's about helping as many people as possible get turn their visions uh, into reality by getting them out there into the world. Well, Todd, thanks so much for being our guest on Growth Igniters Radio. Pam and Scott, this was such a pleasure. I appreciate it. It was fun. Yes, it was. And thanks, Todd. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, get Todd's 50 books to learn about visual thinking, share on social media, read his bio and the episode transcript. Go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 178. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to consider. What sorts of visual thinking are most appropriate for bringing our vision and the path forward into more vivid focus for all of our stakeholders? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.